It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, good morning. So this is week three of a series called Follow Me. And we've ripped this title directly from a two-word invitation that Jesus extended to a number of people while He walked the earth. Now, we launched week one looking at Jesus inviting a tax collector, a Jewish tax collector, aka a traitor to His own people, uh, someone who was considered an outcast, in his own society. And in fact, somebody who the religious people, and probably he himself might have thought this of himself, wasn't worthy of God's love. And yet Jesus extended the invitation to him, follow me. And the pro move that he made, his name is Matthew, is that he said yes to following Jesus. And we call that message, follow me to greater purpose, because what Matthew then demonstrated was the greatest purpose that each one of us have in our lives. What Matthew did, the first thing he did after saying yes to following Jesus is he gathered together his sphere, his fellow outcast tax collectors, his fellow baddies that, that were the sort of, they kept company together because they were able to overlook stuff. Uh, and he, he wanted them to meet Jesus as well. And this idea that we share what we love with those that we love. And this was Matthew's demonstration to us. The, the next week, which was last week, we looked at a guy, we don't know his name, but he's kind of become known as a rich young man or a rich young ruler. And Jesus invited him, come follow me. And unlike Matthew, this guy, who by the way, society would have held up on a bit of a pedestal, he said no, because Jesus required something of him. He required him to trade up to eternal life, not just to add on Jesus to all the stuff. And he wasn't willing to do that. When we talked about follow me to greater satisfaction. Uh, if you missed any of those, you can head to our podcast, which by the way is going bonkers at the moment. Um, I'll share a bit about that next week, but we're hitting some kind of record traction there. Very good. Now, the reason that we're teaching this is because Jesus offers the same invitation to you and me today. That, that, that He would say to us, and it is an invitation, it's not a demand, it's follow me, it's will you, it's I would like you to follow me. And it still is incumbent on us whether or not we say yes, that's the first thing. And secondly, it's also not just a one-off, it's an everyday Yes, today I will follow you. Yes, in this situation, I will follow you. Yes, when I have these competing priorities, I'll, I'll choose the one that you're pointing to and not the one that might be the most convenient or popular. And ultimately, it's a pathway to transformation. In fact, this is the, like, the juiciest piece of this is Jesus Himself promises that if we follow Him, that He will transform us to become more and more like Him. Jesus transforming us to become more like Jesus. The one that created the heavens and the earth wants to create something better, newer, and higher in us that actually over time 
looks like Jesus, but it's only going to happen if we choose every day in every way to follow him. Now, let me ask a question. Don't put your hands up. You're not going to want to anyway. Have you ever talked a big game? Have you ever been guilty of talking a big game, but then not following through? Yeah, I told you you wouldn't want to put your hands up. But a few of you are like, yeah, a few of you are elbowing the person next to you. You you get it. You know, I'm never going to lose my cool again. And then within 48 hours, somebody cuts you off in traffic. Well, that's the end of that vow. All right, that's it. All right, Sunday morning. uh, I'm going to start eating better. Starts tomorrow. Monday's the day. And then 10.30 a.m. in the break room, colleague Kathy brings in the the cake because it's Kathy's birthday. And you're like, well, I didn't say which Monday. (laughs) All right, I know, it's January. Okay, this is my year. I'm gonna get in the best shape of my life. So you buy the gym membership, you buy the outfit, you buy the workout shoes. By March, those purchases seem more like a donation because you're actually not accessing any return because you're not showing up. One of my buddies in, in the US, one of my best mates, uh, his son when he was 15 was like, Dad, I want to level up on the basketball team. I want to become the man. I want to have a brand of shoes named after me. So tomorrow, Dad, 5 a.m., Monday morning, I want you to come in, wake me up and take me to the gym, 5.30, you and me, it's on. So dad comes in, 5 a.m., wakes him up. They all head off to the gym, 5.30, great. Monday, done. Tuesday morning, 5 a.m., all right, sign up we get, let's go, 5.30 in the gym, day two, done. Wednesday morning, 5 a.m., okay, son, time to get up. Dad, I'm just not feeling it today. And literally did not tick another one of those boxes. Two, done. Or you're inspired on a Sunday. You know, I'm going to read my Bible every day. And then you're like, Wednesday, you're like, oh, I haven't even opened it yet. No, no, you tell, you tell one of your friends here, I'm, I'm going to start getting up 15 minutes earlier every day to pray. And they're like, uh, didn't you say that to me last year? Yeah, but this year's going to be different. And the next morning, you hit the snooze button three times. So no time for reading the Bible. And now you're late for work. Jesus calls you to love your enemies. And you're like, enemies? I can't even love my family members. But here's the good news. And here's the big idea I want to bring today. That even when we fail In our promises, God is always faithful to His promises. And for the record, it's not just you. It's happened before and it's happened to some of the best of them. So if you've got your smartphone, camera, scan this flow code, it's going to take you to Mark chapter 14. So Mark's one of the four biographers of Jesus' life and ministry. And we're going to pick up Mark's account of Jesus' life and ministry on a Thursday evening when Jesus has gathered together 12 of the people who have said yes to His invitation to follow Him. 
and they gathered in a room and they gathered to have a meal together. Now in the Jewish custom, this meal was an annual tradition called the Passover. We now refer to this specific event as the Last Supper because this was actually the very night that Jesus was going to be arrested, was going to be then put to trial and the very next day was going to be put to death. And by the way, during this meal, he told them this. He said to them, hey, listen, fellas, back it up. He said, tonight, I'm gonna be arrested. Stuff's gonna go down. It's not gonna go well for me. But don't panic because after everything happens, I'm gonna go ahead of you to Galilee and I want you to meet me there. So he's just declared this is about to happen for him and for them. Now, it would have been shocking to them, fair enough. So Peter blurted out, well, pff, come on, even if everyone else is ashamed of you when things fall to pieces, I won't be. And Jesus says, don't be so sure. Today, in fact, this very night, in fact, before the rooster crows twice, you, Peter, will deny me three times. And Peter's like, <laughs> no, come on, even if I have to die with you, I'll never deny you. And all the others said the same thing. This, if you know anything about Peter, this is typical Peter modus operandi. That guy is all gas, no brakes. And so he's screaming this at Jesus and Jesus is like, yeah, we'll see. And then this happened. So let me make one of the greatest understatements of all time. Peter talked a big game and failed to live up to his promises, didn't follow through. <laughs> and for whatever reason, so when you read the four biographies, Matthew, one written by Matthew, by Mark, by Luke and by John, occasionally they'll talk about the same stories, but there's also other occasions where only one of them or two of them will record a particular story. <laughs> for some reason, all four of Jesus' biographers recorded this story. And I'm thinking if somewhere down the road after they were written, Peter's reading them all and thinking to himself, well, you sure know who your friends are. All four of you throwing me under the bus here. But only John, the fourth of the biographers, only John records the slice of history I'm about to show you. And if you've ever talked a big game and not followed through, then I'm going to say on your behalf, thank God for John. So this was a reunion of sorts where Jesus had come back from the dead and appeared to them on the beach around a charcoal fire. And this was John. I said, John's the only one of the four that took time to record this particular event in history. Peter getting a second chance. Interestingly, Jesus chose to meet them around a charcoal fire. John's account of Peter, when Peter denied Jesus three times, indicates that Peter in that moment was actually standing around a charcoal fire warming his hands. So the last time Peter was with Jesus was around 
a charcoal fire. And now he sees Jesus again waiting for him around a charcoal fire. And I'm just wondering if that's not more than a coincidence. And I'm wondering if Peter thought it wasn't simply a coincidence. Like, okay, he's got that fire cooking because he wants to teach me a lesson. It's like an object lesson. Hey, Peter, remember the last time you and I were near a charcoal fire together? Remember how that went down? And Peter's like, I think he's going to make me grovel. I think he's going to dunk on me. I mean, he is definitely, he is definitely going to teach me a lesson. And I deserve it. And Jesus proceeded to teach Peter a lesson. But it wasn't the sort of lesson he might have expected. And it might not have even been the sort of lesson that we would ordinarily expect. Because it ultimately was a lesson about forgiveness about second chances and about restoration. He issued him the exact same invitation that he'd he'd extended to him three and a half years ago, which Peter initially said yes to. And then on the night of Jesus' arrest and being convicted, he decided, no, actually, it's getting too hard. It's getting too risky. I, I, I know I said I'd die for him, but like this looks like that might even potentially happen. So uh, I'm gonna, no, I'm out. And Jesus, three and a half years later, issued Peter the exact same invitation. Follow me. Now there's a question that's been orbiting for about 2000 years. And it's the question, why did Jesus ask Peter three times, do you love me? I mean, why isn't once enough? And there's a whole bunch of theories, okay? One theory is, well, Peter denied him three times, so we had to balance the scale and ask him three times. That's probably not what motivated Jesus to ask him three times. And there's a bunch of other theories. If you want to go and ask the QAnon people and go down the dark web rabbit hole and waste your life, be my guest. But here's, let me introduce you to one uh, theory. Now it's a theory. Okay, well, Mark said, no. I'm just saying there's an existing theory as to why Jesus asked Peter three times and in fact points to the idea that Peter's uh, response escalated in growing frustration that Jesus kept asking him. And the idea behind this theory is that in the, in the Greek language, which the original uh, biographers wrote their accounts, there's four words, four different words for the word that we use, love. So English, love. Greeks have four different words. And that in this particular dialogue that Jesus had with Peter in front of the charcoal fire, that they were using two of the four existing Greek words for love. The two that they were likely using was this one, phileo, which means fondness, friendship, brotherly love. We get uh, 
the term philosophy, love of wisdom from this word phileo. The city of Philadelphia is phileo Delphi, uh, city of brotherly love. And this is sort of this human level. It's good, like it's a good thing, but it's a human level. And then another one of the Greek words for love that was probably in play in this interaction is this word agape which is compassionate, faithful, godly love. It's like the highest level. It's, it's tied to the sort of love that God has for people. And so this theory goes that potentially Jesus asked Peter, do you agape me? Like, do you love me with a godly level of love? And that Peter's response was like, clearly not. Because when you needed me most, I denied you. The best I can give you in my humanity, in my brokenness, in my limited self, is that I phileo love you. And then Jesus asked him again, do you agape me? That's an aspirational goal, Jesus, but the best I can offer you is this lower level. And then Jesus, look, I'm gonna just, and Jesus pointing to the best play and Peter recognizing that in himself, that that is a bar that is way, way, way out of reach for him based on his own history. Now, Back in January, we had a battery system installed to our solar deal um, and uh, mid-January. And so um, the installers tell you, you know, booking, we're gonna come in on site, we're gonna be there from, you know, arrive at this time, it's gonna take. And they say, it's like a, a under-promise, over-deliver kind of deal. They say it could take four, maybe six, maybe eight hours. We don't know, it depends on how it all goes and whether everything works and so on. And, and for the most part, during that time, we're gonna have to switch the electricity off to your house, mid-January. I work from home, which wouldn't matter, I'd still have to be there anyway, save them breaking in. And... Um, so I'm there mid-January and uh, they knock on the door. Oh, Mark, uh, we've, we've got everything unpacked. Uh, we're now just letting you know we're about to turn off the electricity. It's like 9.30 a.m. And I'm, out. I'm like, yeah, sure, do what you have to do. Let me tell you the real world implications of that on that particular day. No running appliances. So, you know, I'm Frugal Freddy. I like to run my uh, dishwasher and or washing machine during the peak daylight hours. Not an option. Uh, No fans or air conditioning. Did I mention it was mid-January? I'm not even sure how people survived. Like, the history of the human race should have ended a long time ago when there wasn't fans and electricity. It was awful. Here's one, no opening the fridge. Because if it's gonna take two hours, sure, you know, a couple of hit and run missions into the fridge shouldn't be too perilous. But if it's gonna take eight hours, then every time you open, that use by date is gonna have to be painted over. No internet? Yeah, okay, some of you are like, oh, don't you have a workaround? Okay, I gotta work around. 
But anyway, but worst of all, are you listening to me, Matt Coombs? No making coffee. Hello. But it's a reminder that practically everything in our houses is designed to run on electricity. And you take away the access to that power and those things are actually rendered incapable of doing what they were designed to do. And I share that because the exact same principle goes for you and I, that when we say yes to this invitation to follow Jesus, we are not designed to do this in our own power. And in fact, Jesus actually extends to us, not just an invitation to follow Him, but He also says, I'm gonna put the power in you. I'm gonna give you access to the power and you're gonna need that power. Because following me sometimes is hard. Following me sometimes is gonna cost you. Following me sometimes is gonna be super, super inconvenient. And let me tell you, over a lifetime, there will be time and time again, there will be situations and seasons and circumstances where you will not be capable of following me without accessing the power that I'm extending to you. And it's not just any power, it's His Holy Spirit who actually takes up residence in us. And His Holy Spirit, it's the exact same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead. So anytime we hit something and we're like, this is too hard. It's like, uh, no, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, like if, if that power can do that, then that power can do anything. But we just need to stay connected to that power that when we feel like we're not enough, we have to be reminded that God's power is more than enough. And rather than back away or run away, like Peter did version 1.0, we stay connected and we watch God come through. And if you're wondering, did this promise of transformation happen for Peter, given a second chance, given the second, same invitation, second time round? Did, did, did that actually make a difference, second time round? Well, here's the thing. Second time round, Peter was actually captured. He was actually tried for the crime of preaching about Jesus, the Jesus who he had denied on the night that Jesus was arrested and himself convicted. And Peter was offered the opportunity during his trial of denying Jesus. He, he, was, he was facing death and death by crucifixion. And, and which was exactly how Jesus had foretold things. And he was actually given the option by the people trying him that if you deny Jesus, and, and they wouldn't know that he'd done that before. He, he knew. If you deny Jesus, then we will actually spare your life and you will be able to die of old age peacefully. 
And Peter said, no, not this time. Not this time. I am not the same person that I was first time round. <clears throat> and, and interestingly, a fun fact, was well, not fun fact, it's a horrible fact, but Peter was ultimately crucified. Um, and uh, yeah, the rest is just trivia. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live, and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me, and also download our Elevate Church AU app.